Strasberg of Sustainablog. Welcome to another edition of the Important Ideas Hangout uh, from the Important Media Blog Network. Um, I've got with me today Becky Streepy from Eat Drink Better and Heather Carr from Blue Living Ideas is joining us for the first time. Well, you've watched this before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so not a complete noob. Um, no. And there's there's somebody else joining out uh, there, Scott. Hey. Hey, I finally made it. How are you? <laughs> is is Andrea with you or? She is. She's having trouble getting into the hangout as well. I don't know okay. what was going on, but okay. I, I tried every link and it just went white. <laughs> I'm trying again. Yeah, th those of you who are just watching here, yeah, it, it has been a bit of a challenge. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Getting people into this. Oh. We're, we're still figuring all of this out. So. Uh, I think she's in. Okay. This is my first time ever on Google Plus, so. Should have done this. There she is. There she is. We there got. There I am. Okay. Nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, today, um, as we put on the announcement for this, um, October is Harvest Month, of course. So um, we wanted to talk about the October Unprocessed event that is going on and has gone on for, I guess, three or four years now. I was reading about it a few minutes before this started. Uh, uh, a guy named Andrew Wilder is the one who started this. He runs a blog called Eating Rules, although I guess he actually started doing this October unprocessed thing, taking a month off from processed foods as, as much as possible, even before he started blogging. Um, Andrew, I think you're actually the one who's been involved with this the longest. So, Sort of. Actually, um, sorry to go ahead. I, I think you're right. I think it has been a couple of years. Okay. Um, I this is the first month I've actually participated oh, on, okay. on a blog because October is also the vegan mofo, which Becky knows about as well. That's the vegan month of food, and that's what I've yeah, that's what I've always done before. So it's my fourth year in the vegan mofo, and I just came across October on process last year. Oh, okay. So this is the first time doing it, which is great that we're doing it as part of the network. I think that's really. Exciting. So nice, uh, I appreciate nice. all you guys joining and talking about it. It's really yeah. great. So Heather, you may you may be our, our veteran here. <laughs> I I did it last year for the first time, and now I'm back in it this year. <laughs> so maybe I am. <laughs> well, well, I, um, I, you know, I, I spent a little time on eating rules, um, and, and I saw there are all sorts of discussions that, that have come up around this, and and we'll get into those. But but. Um, I suppose the question, the first question that, that comes to my mind and probably comes to a lot of people's minds is, what do you eat for a month? If, if you got a, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and I think in this day and age that that's probably a, a logical question for people to ask. What the hell do you eat? Well, go ahead. <laughs> no, go. No, okay. Well, it's um, it's it's kind of you're kind of right about that. We start out, you walk into a grocery store, and pretty much everything is off limits pretty much everything on the shelves at least. You have to go to the edges of the grocery store with the produce and the fresh meats and stuff like that. And even then, some of that's actually been processed over there. The meats have had stuff added to them. I, I guess two of y'all are vegan, so you don't really care, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's, but yeah, the, the broths and stuff that they add to the meats has all sorts of stuff in it. It's not just water and salt, like it kind of says on the package. So. Um, yeah, but but at the same time, we're kind of used to eating whole foods. Uh, we we like our vegetables, right? So <laughs> it's it's not terribly difficult to 
the not get the box of Bisquick and mix up your own flour and baking soda, you know, for whatever. I think uh, the thing that's been um, a little bit hard. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have headphones in because Scott and I are in the same house. So. Um, the thing that's been hard for me is that his definition of unprocessed is actually very different than kind of what I would think of as unprocessed. So I was writing some posts about it, and he considers things like sugar even processed, which is something that's, of course, very hard to avoid. I know Becky's written about that as well. Um, but you're right, the meats and the dairy are definitely, uh, even though they seem kind of clean, everything has processed foods in it or processed components in it. So he considers things like sugar and xanthan gum and seaweeds, anything that we cannot make at home, which is basically everything that's in our food, right? So, Becky, yeah, you want to... Let me just ask you, because, yeah, that, that was one of the questions I was going to bring up, actually, is the definition of, of processed, and, and that seems to be one of the, the big discussions surrounding this. Um, and so I'm going to ask you to repeat yourself just a bit here, Andrea, just to make sure we're, we're all on the same page. Can, can you give us Wilder's definition of process um, and, and then his, even your own, too? Yeah, so his definition is anything that you can make at home with reasonable skill and with basic ingredients. So um, Heather's example is bread, right? So if you buy bread at the store, it's, or if you buy bread, you know, if you make bread at home, it's flour, water yeast, maybe some honey. Um, if you buy it at the store, it's got conditioners and enzymes and all sorts of other things in it. So that wouldn't pass what he calls his kitchen test. Um, my kind of definition of it would be anything that that's kind of not in a package, anything that you can make at home, even if it includes things like sugar. I think it's really important to kind of not scare people away. One of the things I've noticed in years of vegan cooking and baking and teaching is that people think it doesn't taste good, right? So if you start taking away the flour and start taking away the sugar, then people aren't as inclined to enjoy it, I guess. So if you can do a vegan carrot cake that you're making at home from pretty wholesome ingredients, even though it's got some sugar in it and maybe has some shortening, which you cannot make at home, true, I think that's still a good step for a lot of people. So the direction I would like to go with Vibrant Wellness Journal is just thinking about more homemade type stuff rather than thinking about it being, you know, what whether you can or cannot make carrageenan in your kitchen or something. I think that's yeah, a and, step. And baking is is what I thought about when when I first first started thinking about it. It's like, you know, I can't make my own flour, or I mean, you know, I get I guess I could good right. in theory, but uh, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> Becky, what about you? What how do you uh, how do you define process? I've kind of combined his like kitchen test with a gut check. Like like Andrea was saying, things like flour and sugar, I'm still using also because I need to make food. And I'm kind of trying to avoid polysyllabic ingredients. If there's a palminate in there, I'm probably not <laughs> going to use it. Um, but the other side of that, I think, a bag of Lay's potato chips, that passes his kitchen test, right? Potatoes, canola ah. oil, salt. But I just, in my heart, don't feel like that's in the spirit of October unprocessed. I kind of have like a little internal dialogue about stuff like that and just make snap decisions. Now, Scott, I'm going to pull you in here for a minute. And and uh, in your role as uh, as Andrea's partner, um, and, and I don't know your dietary habits or choices, um, 
Are, are you guys on the same page in terms of vegan eating, or I don't want to get into your business too. <laughs> Unmute microphone. There we go. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I, I think we. Are you guys getting an echo? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we can hear you fine. Go ahead. Hey, Andrea, turn off your microphone. You can okay. just mute it in the top right. Sorry about that, guys. That's okay. Um, yeah, we we pretty much are. I think what we uh, what we both went through about 20 years ago was this conversion from a, a very processed food diet uh, to wanting to eat a vegetarian lifestyle. And when we made that transition, it became so clear how unhealthy most of the stuff we were eating was. And so, thankfully, I had a I had a pretty good guide. I had a um, a friend of mine was a was a vegan at the time and took me through the grocery store and showed me things and took me to his house and showed me things and and uh, as a result, you just you start to see fruits and vegetables and real food in a much different light. And all of a sudden, that's your food. That's not what you're. You're not going to the store and buying boxes of stuff that has powders of this, and you know you have to add mixes of that and stir it up. So once you start seeing the whole concept of a whole food, your whole concept of eating changes. And I think Andrea and I, um, we we very much agree with just you know the main ingredients are fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, stuff like that. It also makes it a lot more fun when you're dating someone who sees things the same way. And that, that that was another thing that I was wondering about with this. And, and Becky or Heather, um, do you guys have anybody at home that is on a different dietary plan or, or not not really down with this um, at, at, at the same level that you are? I do and I don't. Um, my husband's not vegan. Um, he eats vegan most of the time because he likes my cooking. But... Um, if we go out, he orders a steak, and if we're grilling, he grills himself a pork chop or something. Um, but he actually is participating with me, and we've been talking a lot about what is and isn't processed. And since he's not vegan, he's not as into label reading as I am, so he asks me a lot of questions about whether things count or don't count. It's been really interesting. So it's he's not... It's not like opposing viewpoints. We it's just different, but we kind of come together in the middle there. Okay, and and Heather, um, is that are there issues at, at your home with illness? Uh, a little bit. There's, my husband and I pretty much eat the same foods, but um, he's not he's not as interested in the health, um, the unprocessed, the non-GMO. He 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 doesn't care about that. But you know, when I cook, it, he eats what I cook, and when he cooks. I usually eat what he cooks, except that this month it's unprocessed, so I won't eat his um, flavor packets that he likes. <laughs> but um, but I also have a 12-year-old daughter, and since she started school, she likes chicken nuggets, pizza, and all the stuff that goes in the school lunch that the the um, the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act was supposed to change. And her middle school's kind of slow in adopting the new uh, the new things. I, I guess um. They must be following the rules because they have to. But she's still eating chicken nuggets and pizza an awful lot. So, so it that that comes into home too. She doesn't want to eat as many vegetables and and the, you know the, the new recipes that I like to try. She's she wants the same old thing and so you know, uh, it, so kinda yeah, fight with the kid. 
<laughs> I, I would imagine kids, yeah, uh, throw a throw a total wrench in, 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 into some of the yeah, especially when they're getting to about that age, and then they, uh, I've got uh, grown stepchildren now that I was with them through the the teen years. I I feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been great information. So, I mean, the the big question here, I suppose, is uh, is why? Um, why is this a big deal? Um, and, and I know that there's definitely health issues at, at stake here too. An awful lot of us write about environmental issues also. So, I mean, I'd love to hear you guys just give some feedback on, on both of those issues, um, both the health issues and, and the environmental issues. Um, tied into choosing to, to eat this way. And uh, Andrea, since you're on my uh, far left, I'll, I'll start with you. All right. Um, I guess I actually just one of the posts I just put up was kind of a primer on processed foods. And based on the definitions that we kind of talked about earlier, um, you know, the main reason I think is that it's not real food. And this is what Scott was saying too. Like these are whole foods that we need to be eating. When we're fed things like genetically modified corn, trans fatty acids in those potato chips, when we're you know eating a ton of corn syrup, this stuff does our bodies don't recognize this as food, and that's a huge problem. And this has led to all of the health issues and the heart disease and the diabetes and all this other stuff that our country and our world is facing. And a lot of that stems from processed foods, processed meat and dairy and breads and sugars and things like that. Um, Another thing that's a little bit, uh, I don't want to sound too kind of hippy-dippy about it, but the more you're eating fresh kale and fresh vegetables and pre-made, you know, bulk grains, things like that, the less you're depending on these kind of gigantic corporations to serve you what they would consider food, right? You know, if you're looking at ConAgra or Archer Daniels Midland, those are these huge corporations that have a devastating environmental impact through all their animal agriculture. And but they're also huge conglomerates and processors of grains and things like that. So if you can if you can diverge from that path and either grow your own foods or buy from the farmers markets or get grains in a in a healthier way, we don't have that option here because there's no grains grown here in Hawaii. But we do get lots of veggies and and that's Another really important reason, I think, to avoid processed foods is because you're distancing yourself from these corporations which don't care about the environment and don't care about their impact on human health. Well, we're okay with hippy dippy here. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Becky? Why, why do you feel that uh, this is important? Well, I think um, Andrea touched on the kind of the health side of things um, and what she said about supporting big corporations is really kind of important to me too. The companies like ConAgra and ADM and Monsanto and General Mills, the, uh, not only is their business bad for the planet but they're also throwing their corporate money at causes that maybe we don't care so much about or would very care not to have our money supporting. Companies like uh, General Mills has thrown a lot of cash to oppose Prop 37 in California. So when you choose to make your own granola at home instead of buying corn, I guess that's not General Mills, instead of buying boxed cereal, <laughs> you're kind of opting out and saying it's my money and I'll use it how I want to. The other uh, environmental impact that really bothers me about processed foods is the packaging. Um, I feel like the more processed something is, the more garbage you throw away at the end. and um, 
it's nice to be able to just throw a bunch of veggies in your grocery cart and not worry about plastic or paper or anything else. There are, yeah, there are, I, I know, you know, every now and then we will get bread that is like double wrapped. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Um, but, but yeah, no, that, that, that's a good issue to, uh, to bring up, I think, with, it, with this also. What about you, Heather? What, why is this important to you? Well, I was just going to add the organic vegetables that are individually shrink-wrapped. I, I keep seeing that in the supermarket, too. That is so strange. I sent out a tweet the other day, and, and somebody swore this was a joke, but I'm not sure, about the uh, unpeeled, thin, wrapped-in-plastic bananas. That, no, that's true. Okay. Oh, my God. I think it was a joke. <laughs> but anyway, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, um, well, I think Andrew and Becky probably already hit on all the environmental issues that go along with processing. You got that extra packaging and the and just every step that you add in processing the food. So it has to have some processing because it needs food safety and um, regulation. Well we need uh, sorry, okay. Was like the cantaloupe that was earlier this year where it got recalled and then another one and another farm got recalled and you know people got sick. You do need some processing so there will be some something going on washing the cantaloupe or something. But Every time that they add more processing, they start canning it, adding fruit, um, sugar, and stuff to the cans, and you know it just takes that much more time and energy, and it uses water, and it just why not just eat the low, you know, feel it yourself. So, uh, okay, <laughs> that was a little lengthy explanation, but that's that's kind of how I feel. The closer it is, the better off we all are. I, you know, I, I think that was that was perfect. So, uh... <laughs> No problem. Scott, did you want to add anything? I mean, you talked a little bit about your own approach to food, but, but I mean, specifically unprocessed. Yeah, you know, I think with the, um, Michael Pollan says it really, really well. He makes it very simple, you know, eat food, less of it, mostly plants. Those are his, his food rules, and I, I think that's so classic. I think that's so important. Um, when he says eat food, those first two words are like you're eating food, not process stuff that has gone through a laboratory and been through a mill and then ground and removed some product and part of the product gets into the final product and then it gets packaged in plastic and shipped halfway across. That's not food by the time it reaches your plate. So I think he says it really, really well and I think that's it's just a brilliant seven words to live by. And um, I think, you know, Andrea and I can, can tell you that we don't really necessarily even think about um, our, our weight, our issues around health and that sort of thing. You just you eat healthy and it kind of just takes care of itself. I mean, your, your body is, knows what to do with a banana and it doesn't necessarily know what to do with high fructose corn syrup. And so I think if you just eat good whole foods, your healthcare will be better, your, the amount of money you spend on it will be less uh, and you'll just feel better and be more productive and all those things. So uh, I think the whole unprocessed thing is one of the most critical issues that we're, that we're facing. Can I uh, can I ask Jeff how how this affects you as far as like I don't know maybe maybe you've been exposed to this before maybe this is your first time how does it uh, affect you? This is my first time uh, being exposed to to this particular event. Um, in the past year, and you guys know I've dealt with some health issues in the past year, and and uh, weight has tied into that, and I have noticed a lot of what you're talking about, Scott. Um, 
that that when I have chosen to stick to mostly whole foods, um, not vegan necessarily, but but less meat and, and dairy and, and so forth, um, the weight has really come off. Um, I back up a little at this point now. This is, this is a good reminder that uh, that uh, yeah, I mean I. I have seen in myself and what you're talking about, Scott. That that uh, you know you, you do you put on the weight and and, it, and it's not just weight. It's kind of a puffiness and I mean all sorts of weird, clearly kind of unhealthy uh, effects that that these things have on you. So uh, so yeah, I mean that that's real important and and uh, I'll just I'll leave it at that. Um, Scott, did, did anybody bring us on Twitter or G Plus uh, questions or and we're I can't hear you there, man. <laughs> right, sorry, microphone. Here we are. No um, problem. I haven't seen anybody in the Twitter box yet, so that's cool. Uh, that, that's I not just... a problem, but. Uh, um, we are doing that, but yeah, those of you who are watching, uh, then it looks like there are a couple of you out there. Um, you know, we, we would certainly love to hear um, if you are participating in October Unprocessed, um, how unprocessed foods fit in your own diet choices and, and why they do. Um, certainly, this video is, is going to be up on the Important Media page, so, so feel free to, to comment there. Feel free to uh, come by any one of our sites and then talk about this. I am going to plug in links from, from everybody on this. Um, yeah, because we, we certainly would like to hear what you guys are doing in terms of incorporating unprocessed foods into your life. Um, one thing I would like to add, actually, and Jeff, you kind of brought this up, but you, you know, it's a process, right? We're talking about unprocessed food, but this is a process. It's a journey. And so even if you don't give up processed foods entirely for the month, if you start thinking about these and if you start thinking about why this is important for your diet and why it's important for the planet, then that's a good step that you're taking. And even if you're not vegan or vegetarian, even if you eat meat every day, thinking about these things, adding more whole grains, and decreasing the amount of processed foods, that's already a really good step to take. And that's what I think is I, that should be most people's takeaway from this because we realize that most people don't eat like, you know, last night Scott and I had amaranth and red rice for dinner. Like who, who eats that? Not very many people, right? So we don't want to discourage anyone from thinking that you have to eat this way all the time, but increase that knowledge and increase the, you know, increase people's interest in it so that they start to think that, Hey, those people seem healthy and they seem really happy and this is something that I, I could look into more, think about more. So I think that's the most important part actually. And I, I think all of you brought up discussions with your family in whatever format that, that takes. And I think that that's really important too. I mean, this isn't something that in general other than, you know, oh God, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? Um, but, but as far as, you know, what is the meaning behind those choices we make. It, it isn't something we talk about much. Um, and, and this is a good time then, then to have those discussions. So uh, I, I would like to recommend uh, Amaranth for dinner. It was fabulous. Cool. I would counter and say Amaranth is not fabulous. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird grain. 
<laughs> I had a, a little bit of it. I'm going to write a, a post about it. But you know, this is you know, brown rice is something that's a little bit a little bit more appealing. Amaranth is pretty great, but it's a little bit out there. So I, I like brown rice. <laughs> I like quinoa too. Quinoa is great. Yeah, yes. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, find your whole grain. But, you know, find your vegetables and that kind of thing. I, th I think that's part of this too. It is, uh, you know, you don't have to eat lots of, you know, soy or whatever. You know, amaranth, or if, if that's not what appeals to you. Um, yeah. There's a whole world of different foods out there to to try. Um, yeah, and then, sorry. Um, today there was a recipe for zucchini fritters posted on Vibrant Wellness Journal. So. No processed anything goes in there. There is some soy vegan yogurt. You could use regular dairy yogurt too if you wanted to. Stuff like that is kind of a junk food, right? But it's still clean. It's made with vegetables and a little bit of flour. Like that's the type of food that I think is kind of that transitional food for some people who maybe aren't quite yet ready for amaranth, but who maybe want to switch away from McDonald's or less packaged stuff. Well, make sure you pass that recipe along, and you guys send me whatever links you have related to this, and we will make sure to get those up for people. And, and uh, again, we encourage you, those of you listening to uh, share your own stories with us. Um, I want to thank you guys for taking time to, uh, to talk with us today. Um, again, Andrea Bertoli, Becky Streepy, uh, Heather Carr, and Scott Cooney. That's your, your last name just... <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Jack. Bye, right. everyone. Take care.